Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Abby with Christians on Campus, and we're excited to be back with episode 45, the first episode in our new series, What Shall I Do, Lord? In this episode, we are seeing the experience of Paul, who lived as a pattern for us in his pursuit of Christ. Paul began his Christian life from the position of a sinner, even calling himself the foremost sinner. He persecuted believers, but was still able to become a testimony for the Lord. What changed when the Lord appeared to Paul? What did he do, and how can we see what we should do in order to follow Christ? Keep listening as Danny outlines for us the steps that Paul took and the questions he asked to become a pattern for us. And this is actually what the Apostle Paul asked the Lord Jesus when God appeared to him. And that's in Acts 22, or that's where this is taken from. And so what we're mainly going to do today is we're going to look at the Apostle Paul, his account, and what took place with him to even make him someone who the Bible calls a pattern. And we're going to look at that. So actually, we're going to start actually in, not in Acts, but in 1 Timothy 1.16, which was written by the Apostle Paul. And so, if you have your Bible, um, you can turn there, and I'll also read it. So, actually, I'm just going to read the verse before as well, 15, just so you get a little bit of the context, what he's saying here. Faithful is the word, and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. And then 16. But because of this, I was shown mercy that in me, the foremost, so the foremost sinner, Jesus Christ might display all his long suffering for a pattern to those who believe on him unto eternal life. And so, Paul was saying here, look, I was, I was the foremost sinner, but God loved me. He had mercy on me. And actually, I, I became a pattern to, on the one hand, in this case, he became a pattern of someone who could be so far away from God, someone in so much sin, but God's mercy could reach them and his love could reach them. And even what it could do to him to take a foremost sinner to become one of the top apostles who wrote the majority of the New Testament that we have. He wrote 14 books out of the New Testament. So the Lord's mercy, love, and grace could do this to this person. And so now he's a pattern to even us as believers. And so we're going to read his account and see in what matters he is the pattern or what should we do. And so for that, we need to go to Acts. So Acts, and we're going we're gonna to start at 9, 1 through 6. And um, since we're recording it, I'll go ahead and read it. Um, but yeah, if you have your Bibles, follow along in whatever translation you have. And so then I'm going to skip around. So it'll be 
1 through 6, then we're going to go through 10 through 18, and then 26. And then I might stop at different points to share, and then we'll, we'll also go to Acts 22, and then 10 through 15. And so starting at Acts 9, 1, But Saul, still breathing, threatening and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to Damascus for the synagogues, so that if he found any who were of the way, this would be believers, both men and women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he went, he drew near to Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then five, and he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you persecute. And then verse six, But rise up and enter into the city, and it will be told to you what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Oh, sorry. I was, I'm, so skip to 10. So then the Lord now appears to someone called Ananias. And so we're going to read that account. So, and there was a certain disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said to him, rise up and go to the lane called Straight and seek in the house of Judas a man from Tarsus named Saul, for behold, he is praying. And he has seen a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying his hands on him so that he might receive his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard many things concerning this man. How many evil things he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has authority from the chief priest to bind all those who call upon your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for this man is a chosen vessel to me, to bear my name both to the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer on behalf of my name. And Ananias went away and entered into the house and laying his hands on him said, Saul, brother, the Lord has sent me. Jesus, who appeared to you on the road on which you were coming so that you might receive sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his sight and rose up and was baptized. And once he had taken food, um, so I'm going to skip to, uh, that was 18, so 26. So this is just one portion. And when he arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to join himself to the disciples. Yet all feared him, not believing that he was the disciple. But Barnabas took hold of him and led him to the apostles and, relate, and related to them how Saul had seen the Lord on the road and that he had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. And then, so I also, I didn't put up here, but in 20 it said, so after 
he got a sight after he was baptized, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogues that this one is the Son of God. Okay, so you have Saul, who later became known as Paul, and he was, so to give a little bit of background, he was a Pharisee. And a Pharisee was one who devoutly studied God's word, the scriptures. This was even what they did for their life. They were very devout at studying the scriptures and keeping the law of God. And because he was such a one, he was doing what he was doing, even what we, we have at the beginning. He wanted to arrest, carry those that would call on the name of the Lord Jesus or Christians away to the synagogues to have them judged and even to have them to have them killed and executed. And actually he was there a couple of chapters before in the in this book when Stephen, one of the believers, was stoned to death in front of Saul. It actually says they laid their garments at his feet. So he was there as they were stoning Stephen to death. And it said he approved of his killing. So he's sitting there, he's being stoned to death, and Saul's happy. He's like, good. This heretic is dying. He deserves to die because he's blaspheming my God. So Saul was very active in doing things for God. I mean, he devoted his whole life for God. And he's doing things, but the things that he's doing, God's not behind these things. But as soon as he meets the Lord, we see some things change immediately. One, he asked the Lord these two questions. First was, I mean, we have the one up here, but before that, if we read... He said, who are you, Lord? This is something as believers is for a good thing we should ask the Lord Jesus. We should say, who are you, Lord? Even if we're, we're here and we have believed in the Lord Jesus, so we've received him. But our Lord is wonderful. There is so much to him. There is so much that we still don't know, we still haven't seen, we still haven't realized of our wonderful Lord. You can't exhaust Him. You can't, you can't ever finish all that's there. There is so much to Him. There's so much He wants to reveal that's on His heart, who He is, the person He is. And it's good for us to have this attitude, even this kind of prayer. Lord, who are you? Lord, I want to see more of who you are. Because Paul, or Saul at this time, he had spent his whole life doing things for the Lord, for God. But now this first time God appears, he speaks to him, he blinds him, and he says, Who are you, Lord? Kind of like, maybe I don't really know who you are. I'm, I'm killing Christians in your name, but maybe I don't know who you are. So this was a good place to start. Who are you, Lord? Even if, again, we've received a Lord, that we can ask the Lord this kind of question. Lord, who are you? Lord, I want to know you more. I want to really know who you are. I want your speaking. 
I want to see more of who you are. And so he had this. Then he asked, actually, so now I'm going to go just to give. So actually, this account is actually given three times in the book of Acts. And actually, sometimes it's giving some details, some is more thorough. This is the account we just went over is the most thorough. But it's also in 22 and also in 26. But we're going to just read a little bit from 22. And that's where we get this, what shall I do? So, Acts 22, and then starting at verse 10. And I said, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Rise up and go into Damascus, and there it will be told to you concerning all the things which have been appointed to you to do. And as I could not see because of the glory of the light, I was led by hand by those who were with me and came into Damascus. And a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well attested by all the Jews dwelling there, came to me standing by and said to me, Saul, brother, receive your sight. And in that very hour, I looked up at him. And he said, the God of our fathers has a previously appointed you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear the voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness to him unto all men of all the things which you have seen and heard. So, okay, we have this other account. So he asked the first question, what shall I do? Or who are you, Lord? The second question is, what should I do? And the Lord says, well, go. Go to the city, go to this place, and it will be told to you what you shall do. And so then you see what God did. He then appeared to another person, Ananias, which was another believer. And he tells, okay, you need to go. You need to go to Saul, and you need to pray for him. And obviously Ananias is like, whoa, uh, God, don't you know who this, this man is? He's not the best. He's like doing evil things to the believers, to the saints. Are you sure you want me to go to him? And of course God responds, he's a chosen vessel. And so he goes, he prays for him. He's filled with the Spirit. He's then, immediately, what's the next step? He's baptized, and then he goes out proclaiming the word of God, proclaiming Jesus as the Christ, as the Son of God, boldly. And he even uses God's word to testify, to confirm that this is the Christ, this is the one. Okay, so again, we're looking at all this that took place with him and not forgetting this is word pattern pattern so asking the lord as believers what should we do one of asking these two questions we can be believers and i say this for me and do a lot of things for the lord but is that what we should be doing as believers so for example we have, there's a lot of even good things out there. There's a lot of mission trips. There's a lot of poor. 
that need money. There's a lot of hungry that need fed. There's a lot of sick that need visited. There's verses in the Bible that say, hey, you should sell all and give to the poor and follow the Lord. Should, what should we do as believers? Should we do this? Should we do that? Paul was doing, had a lot of activity. Like we said, he had a lot of, he was doing a lot of things before he met the Lord. But when he met the Lord, he asked this question, what should I do? Question, do we do a lot for the Lord without ever asking this question? What shall I do, Lord? Do I go on a, and I can testify, when I, when I believed in the Lord and I saved, I was very active doing a lot of things. I went on mission trips. I did a lot of things, even food kitchens. I did a lot of even good things. But I did a lot of things without ever asking this question. Lord, should I do this? Lord, are you doing this? Lord, do you want me to do this? I did a lot of things because this is what I thought I should do or this was a good thing. And no one would, would disagree that this was a good thing. But is this what I should do? Is this what the Lord wanted me to do? Did I ever ask him? And I hadn't. And so, but we do see with this pattern, after he asks his questions, we see some things that come out in his story. And I just wanted to bring out some of these. One, we saw not only he prayed in asking the Lord these two questions. When, he, when God appeared to Ananias, he said, behold, he is praying. So he's blind, and what's he doing now? Instead of being active, chasing down Christians to drag them off, he's praying. So that was in Acts 9.11. I'll just write that. 9.11. So we have prayer. Okay, one thing we see with this pattern. Also, we have, after prayer, we have, he was baptized. That is normal for a believer. Every believer is very normal. We believe and we're baptized. The Lord Jesus was baptized. Throughout the whole New Testament is normal. Someone believes, they're baptized. And we have here with Saul, we have the pattern again. He believed, he's baptized. So we see that in verse 18. Abby here. Did you know that Christians on campus gathers weekly for meals and fellowship? Every Wednesday night at 6.30, we hold Life and Truth, a dinner to bring students together so that they can enjoy Christ. Make sure to follow our Instagram at christians.on.campus for details about how to come and connect with other Christian students. Back to Danny. We have also in 20, he immediately went out to proclaim God's word. So he shared the gospel, the good news with others. He went out to proclaim boldly Jesus Christ as the one, as the Son of God. And so that was in 920. Gospel. So, all right. And then also we have the body of Christ or the other members. So he immediately asked the question, God 
said, I will tell, it'll be told to you what, how, what you'll do. Who told him? Another member of the body. God used Ananias, another member. So it is normal, even with this pattern, immediately he's brought into fellowship with other believers. This wasn't just now him and God. He goes, hey, I got a relationship with God. God appeared to me directly. He spoke to me directly. Immediately, God did appear to him and speak to him. But immediately he brought in other members of the body. Even he needed prayed for so he could see. He needed baptized by another member of the body. And so that member came. And even afterwards, I read the account in 26 and 27, he, wanted, he tried to join himself to the believers, the disciples at that time. Their initial reaction were like, whoa, get away from us. Like, you're, you're the one who's trying to kill us. But eventually Barnabas took hold of him, brought him before the apostles, told the account of him proclaiming the word that he had received the Lord, and he joined himself to the believers. So it is normal to have fellowship, to be... Let's see, so with that we have, I think a few, well, six, we have 10 through 11, and then 26 through 27. So we're going to have fellowship. And then the other that even what he spoke was from the word of God. When he, when he was speaking, he was speaking God's word. And so we have God's word in 20 and 22, or the Bible. So these are some of the things we see with the pattern. With Paul, what we should do, what is normal for every believer to do. One, in general, in whatever we do, we should ask the Lord. Lord, is this what I should be? Is this? Are you in this? Should I do this? It's not someone else. This might be for some. Someone else might go on a mission trip, and they might have asked the Lord, and the Lord told them, "That's what I want you to do." Or the Lord told the person in the Bible, the the rich young ruler, "I want you to sell all and follow me." He didn't tell everyone that, but that was his specific word to the rich young ruler. So we need to ask the Lord and allow the Lord to speak to us and direct us. But what we see here, which is normal, not only with the the apostle Paul, but with every believer, these things, prayer, being baptized, the gospel, fellowship, meeting with other believers, not forsaking the assembling together, the Word of God, being in the Word of God, listening, reading, speaking the Word of God, all these things we see with a pattern. We can read this account and be helped. And so this is kind of just an opening. So I'm, I'm, my sharing is done. And we're going to get into this more. We're going to stay with the Apostle Paul with this pattern. But kind of develop and open some of these things up more in this new topic of what we should do as believers.